Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Here we are! Yay! Hi, friends! Yay! Take a socially distanced seat, because we're about to get started. Oh, yeah! The outdoor show here at Mutiny Radio. I actually have a permit for this, if you can believe that. <laughs> Hell yeah, I've got a permit for it! Yeah, we're socially distanced. That's why, uh, hey, when you're out there, please wear a mask. Unless you're eating or drinking, and remember that uh, we're not a bar, so, you know, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, we'd have no ducks here. So make of that what you will. Hey, socially distanced seats, come take a seat. You can also grab your chairs and move them into pods where you feel comfortable around your friends if you're friendly like that. You can actually take those two chairs and those two chairs, and you can move them to get, because obviously you guys are all together. I don't know if you had an orgy last night or how that worked, but an orgy with masks on is no fun, right? Like, you can't see. I live in the Tenderloin, and uh, a gentleman the other day looked at me, and he said, girl, show me that pretty mouth. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't want to take down my mask. You scare me. <laughs> Why are we in the Tenderloin? I live there. I live in the Tenderloin. I used to be a nanny. I used to hang out with small children for money. That's the thing I used to do before COVID. And I used to play this game with small children in the Tenderloin. It was really fun. We'd hold hands and sort of like skip down the street. And when we saw a pile, I'd go, man or beast, man or beast. What did I learn from a four-year-old? If it's up against a wall, it's always man. <laughs> like. How do they know physics at that young age? I am so impressed. Children, cutest ever. I don't have any kids. I don't want to have any kids because I love alcohol. Who loves alcohol? Yeah! Yeah, I'm a responsible adult. I decided not to have children because I love drinking. Yes! Had my first abortion in 1995. I have abortions older than most of you. Yes! 25 years ago, I had my first abortion. Only one regret about that first abortion. You know, I didn't have the kid. 
Uh, well, because right now I could be having sex with all of his friends. <laughs> yeah, I could. Mistake. Why did you just let go? All those 25-year-olds were belong to you. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> I'm so old. I just turned 46 a couple weeks ago, and I know that I'm super old because now I have to use my reading glasses to pack my bong. I forgot that weed was so pretty, you know? All the crystals, trichomes, bicombs, whatever they are. I love them. Like to smoke them every morning? Where my pot smoker's at? Yeah, uh, 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 every morning, uh. It sometimes gets a little scary. Have you ever smoked so much weed that you forget how your shower works? I've lived in my apartment for 13 years. I'm like, it's hot, it's cold. What is going on here? It's like Airbnb being in my own home. You know? Costs a lot of money. Why is there cat litter on the floor? What is happening here? <laughs> like, why? So many cats. Cat lovers? Cat friends? Yeah, my cat people. Uh, uh. Bow to your alien overlords with one paw, babies. Uh, uh. I love cats. I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat, and I want to shave him. And I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And then I want to make him wear it. Because <laughs> I'm a crazy cat lady! <laughs> cats, cats, cats! How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> All the cats. I do. I love cats so much. I have I have tarot card cat things. I have cats everywhere in my life. Uh, I've been alone recently. I'm a very lonely person. I'm very single. I'm very lonely. And I uh, I thought, you know, that my neighbors. I thought I overheard them having sex. And I got kind of excited. I was like getting into it. And then halfway through, I realized it was just my cats play fighting in the other room. Surprisingly easy to finish. <laughs> my cats love each other. <laughs> they do. I have a boy cat and a girl cat. And I mean, the threesomes are weird because they're both fluffers. You know what I mean? They're just so fluffy. They just. One morning, um, I like to make a little kitty teepee with my knees, you know? And then they go underneath the blanket, and the other day, I like felt, so my cat was resting his head like on my pussy, so like a pussy was on my pussy, and nothing has ever felt so right. <laughs> like it was the best <laughs> moment. I looked up from the sheets and I was like, oh, I love my cat. Yeah. And I know that my cat loves me because I was getting finger banged by this guy. And my cat didn't just sniff his fingers. He licked them. Meaning that my cat loves me. Or women really do taste like tuna. Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. That's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It is dark and purple with age. I've been doing this. <laughs> I've been messing around with myself for a long time. <laughs> I don't know if you know what that looks like over time. 
I don't shave a lot. Um, I have so many pubes, it looks like I have a kitten in a headlock. Super cute. <laughs> so fluffy. All right, let's get this started. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of five-minute sets at the top because uh, there wasn't enough time on the open mic, and we have incredibly funny people, and I'm so glad that you're all here. And our first comedian of the evening, do you want to take it? You're so funny. He's so funny. He just came back to us from New Hampshire, and he is amazeballs. Um, I love him so much. You guys are going to love him, too. Put your hands together, everybody, for Peter. I don't know his last name yet, though, so I'm a jerk. Yay. I've never used this many condoms since 1997. You know what I'm saying? Uh. All righty. Um, hey, here's a question. Who do I have to vote for to fix the tenderloin? <laughs> like, do they know it's broken? Or, like, what if that's the issue? Like, what if they just don't know? <laughs> um... By the way, can you tell that I'm wearing two fitness trackers? <laughs> it's not because I'm like sporty, okay? Like the other day I had to Google how to wear baseball caps if you're gay. So like the only balls I know how to handle are stuck between the legs of some confused college kid named Brian. Um, yes, I'm gay. I don't date fat men. All right, we're body positive here tonight. <laughs> Heard you loud and clear on that one. No, no, no. Like, it's nothing against, like, fat people. It's just that I had a bad experience with one guy, like, a while ago. Like, he was, go he was really fat, and he was going through, like, a really intense diet. And look, like, part of being a supportive partner is that when your significant other is going through something really challenging, you are supposed to be there for them, according to the article he sent me on BuzzFeed after I called him Chubby Bunny. <laughs> So I was like, all right, like, why don't you just take a cheat day? You know what I mean? Like, let's call it, like, once every two weeks. You just can cheat, go back to the diet, and you don't have to worry about the stress. And, um, yeah, I should have been a little more prescriptive about what I meant when I said he could cheat. When I said you could have a hot dog, I didn't mean you could blow Kyle. <laughs> um... Yes, I am an over-texter in relationships. Does anyone else have this problem? It's not a good one to have, okay? Like, uh, for some reason, when I was in elementary school, I internalized that poster that says you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And it never occurred to me that that could be about sports, by the way. Like, I just saw Allen Iverson on it. I was like, cool, I'm gay. Here we go. So how that translates into my dating life is I'm constantly the one like, you know what? You miss 100% of the dicks, you don't try to suck. <laughs> so I am like trying to initiate the conversation. I'm trying to start the spark when there is not one. And it results in me sending a lot of messages that are unwanted, unwarranted, and just plain annoying, okay? In other words, I am like the AAA car insurance of gays. Like, here's your eighth membership offer for the month. I took the liberty of already activating the membership, putting a personalized number on it, and laminating to you forever. <laughs> but uh, when it comes time to actually call in those services, then it's like, ooh, you need support? That's not what this service is for. I don't know where you 
thought we'd help you. <sighs> All right, I have done this next bit like a million times here at Mutiny, but I thought of even more punches for it, so I'm going to lean into it anyway. Um, I just moved back, as Pam mentioned, so I'm setting up a new apartment, and I've had to make a lot of trips to Home Depot, okay? And let me tell you, sending a gay man into a Home Depot is a hate crime. Do I seem like I know, hi, how you doing? Do I seem like I know what I'm doing in a Home Depot? Like, I look like I invented the app to get rid of Home Depot, okay? I'm clueless in there. I'm, like, posing seductively on the bags of manure. Like, oh. I'm posing with the power drill like I'm in Charlie's Angels. I tried sticking it where I thought it went before a store attendant was like, Sir, you do not put that up there. <laughs> and this is the thing that sucks about Home Depot, though. Like, that should be a gay man's spot. You know what I mean? Because a Home Depot is like every gay for pay scene I have ever watched. Okay, the environment's like cold and dark and dungeony. There's scaffolding you can dangle off of like you're in Fantasia. And the men who work there are like rugged and scruffy and will clearly do anything for a paycheck. <laughs> hey, but flirting with them is useless, okay? Like, I'll go up to one of the store attendants and be like, <laughs> I just love your skincare products. <laughs> I love the way this bumpy paper makes my pores feel. <laughs> and they will stone face, be like, I think what you need is a 14-inch 8x2 plywood dimensional retainer beam. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> is this paint? Like, I am just looking for one of them to plow me through that store in a wheelbarrow, okay? Like, give me the 14-inch retainer beam where it counts. And that's the image I'm going to leave you with. Thank you, everyone. Peter, you're amazing. Yay! One time, um, I actually um, peed my pants in a Home Depot, but it was okay because I was wearing a skirt, so I just threw away my underwear in the little tampon box. So that was a moment that I had at Home Depot. I had to go really into his where for doers get things. Hi, TJ. Hi. Hi, Bucky. Uh, is that not Bucky? Is that David? Is that I can't tell. Everyone's masks. I, it's it's so. I've never like. Not like I look at everyone's butts all the time, but now I can really spot a guy from like 100 feet. I'm like, I don't need to see their face. I, I, I know that butt. Cool. <laughs> That's the beauty of feminism is finally we get to objectify equally. Like everybody said at the feminism, like, oh, yeah, feminism, stop objectifying women. And I'm like, no, <laughs> just objectify men equally. That's so much easier. Um, we have more chairs if you want to be socially distanced, unless you're cool about standing. And I'm glad that we're all um, wear your masks unless you're eating or drinking because the city gets mad at us because we're all being safe. Yay, safety. Safety first. Yay. Like I said, I haven't used this many condoms since 1997, but they're Mike condoms, so it's a little bit different. I used to be married. I got my first STD for marriage. Sexually transmitted debt. That's what you get when you get married, sexually transmitted debt. Did you not know about that? It's just a m contract, ladies. 
You used to be worth like two goats and a cow, and now what am I worth? I don't know. A ta I'm a tax write-off at this point. Yeah! Hey, rich guys, you want a tax write-off? Mutiny Radio, let me tell you. It is a tax write-off. Um, and uh, comedians, remember, uh, it's clean. No F swears because we have neighbors and um, children. And there's um, Mike condoms over here. They're plastic bags. And your next comedian who's uh, going to put it together for you. Yeah, you got to. And it can't look like a duck or quack like a duck. We got to. I'll find the bag for it. Put your hands together, everybody. He's a very, very funny young man. It's Luke Moore. Yay. Yay. Hey, everybody. You know, this feels just as good, just so y'all know. Uh, my name is Luke Moore. Uh, of course, that's just my stage name. My real name is Lucas Morris. Had to change it. Um, actually, I that's Lucas Morris is my fake real name. My real real name is actually Lance Boyle. But you know, I had to change it. It was too Anglo. Um, okay, that's my actual fake real real name. My real 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 name is Jesse Eisenberg. You may know me from Now You See Me and Now You See Me Too. Uh, it's good to be here. Um, you know, I was just making my way downtown, faces pass, uh, <laughs> you know, and whatnot. Homebound. Making my way, making my way through the crowd, and that song. Do y'all like Vanessa Carl? Vanessa Carlton fans? Uh, are we okay? She's from here. She's from the city, so that's why I like that song. Cause it's when she's saying "making my way downtown," she's talking about San Francisco. And if you re-listen to the song, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's definitely San Francisco." Cause like, let me just remind you, the song goes like this. Uh, making my way downtown, and there's a guy shooting up heroin on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> and then I accidentally step on some poop, and I fall down, and I uh, get hit by the dirty needle. <laughs> get stabbed. <laughs> I have AIDS now. <laughs> Uh, there's hot Cheeto throw up on the ground. <laughs> and now I'm homeless tonight. Um, yeah, you know, I just saw my first hot Cheeto throw up in like six months today. So <laughs> I think we're getting back to normal. Hot Cheeto throw up. I'm sure you've seen it if you've been here in the city before. Hot Cheeto throw up. You it's, a, it's a common occurrence on these streets. Uh, you know, the thing about hot cheeto throw up is you never see a little bit of it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's always the whole bag. I think that's why they threw it up, because they, because they ate the whole bag. Because, you know, when you're eating hot cheetos, they're hot, and you, the only way to combat the heat is just to keep eating them, like, faster. And then, I guess you just throw them up, but, <laughs> anyways, 
You know what I hate? Cultural appropriation. Just irks me. I don't like it when if if look if if it's not your group if a group other than you made the phrase made the stu- the fashion made the you know then just stay away from it right like don't appreciate a different group of people don't don't hang out with a different group of people just cultural appropriation is wrong like uh here's here's a cultural appropriation everybody does and you don't even think about it but everybody says duh duh when something's really obvious you say duh you know where duh comes from think about it duh duh who says duh people from kentucky that's where duh came from Okay. <laughs> Folks, I'm just these <laughs> I'm having fun up here, I think. <laughs> Shit. Oh. Okay, you know what? That's it. That's all I that's all I can remember. That's all I can remember. Yay! I'll take your plastic bag. I'm keeping these plastic bags. That was Luke Moore. Yay! Luke Moore. I'm keeping the plastic bags because I'll put pot treats in those later. And like, because they're only spitting COVID on the outside, not the inside, <laughs> right? The inside is clandestine. And that's important. There's some chairs. You guys can take the chairs and move them in any place that you want that feels socially distant uh, from each other. Because we're still doing that. Hi, people on your bikes that stopped by. That's so exciting. Does anyone here like World Cup soccer? Does anyone like you like soccer? I love you World Premier League soccer. So excited. When the when the most important of unimportant things came back, World Premier Soccer, I was so excited because finally I get to watch all those 23-year-old men actually make their goals. It's like the only place where 23-year-old men are making goals. It's you know it's in soccer. <laughs> they're not they're not doing it here. They're living with their, no, it's okay to live with your mom. Like, I'd like to be your mom. I, if anybody's like under 25 here and you think your parents are looking for a divorce, I am lonely. Like, I could be your stepmom, right? Don't you want me as your stepmom? I would be the coolest stepmom. Also, I heard about all these tropes in uh, porn. And my question is, are the women in porn real stepmoms or just really good actresses? I don't know, but hey, I could be your stepmom. How cute is your dad? Does he look like Bruce Springsteen? All right, your next comedian. Uh, put your hands together. Oh, we'll do the other Luke. Put your hands together, everybody. Are you okay? Can you? Yeah. You're ready, everybody. Remember, we're we're being clean. No f swears. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Luke Newman. Yay! And there's more chairs. You guys can pull the chairs and do the thing. Um, so the little condoms are back there behind us. Oh, this is what I usually use for a condom anyway. <laughs> All right. I'm not okay. She asked me if I was okay. I'm not. But that's all right. But that's okay. This is weird. I feel 
weird. <laughs> Just let the, I'll let the plastic bag tell him. Get it? All right. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Okay, okay. How much? So that's. Okay. Okay. All right. Readjust. I'm a white guy. What about what about substance? Okay. I'm a white guy. I thought w no applause. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Oh, this is San Francisco. That's right. No booze. Okay. Thank you. Um. Uh, but I was I was raised in a predominantly African American community. You guys may know it as. The hood. East Oakland. Okay. All right, anyone else specifics? Okay. Um, but it was hard. It was difficult. As it's, it was almost as difficult as getting through this set without saying the F word. <laughs> almost as difficult. Maybe. This might be more difficult, but um, but I got I got uh, I got robbed a lot, and I don't think my my parents knew what they were getting me into when they're raising me there. You know, they would then I don't think they knew understood what was going on. You know, but they moved in there because it was cheap. You know, my parents were were s the some of the OGs over there, original gentrifiers. <laughs> you know. Um, but I, I did I did get robbed a lot, you know, and people would always be like, Oh, where you from, white boy? you know? And uh and I'd be like, Man, you broke into my house. <laughs> I'm from my house. <laughs> you know. Where did you come from? <laughs> you know? I don't know. Um but yeah, it's, it's hard being white in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard being white in America. All right, let me tell you. It's hard being white. You know, because we gotta, we gotta, we gotta deal with white guilt. You don't know any black people in the audience here? Uh, I can't. Are you the? Are you black? I can't see your 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 uh your No no your your um what is it uh what is the word when when you with the light behind No silhouetted you're silhouetted I can't see you I'm sorry I'm sorry So that's one Anybody else? Okay then shut the fuck up all of you Okay that's the second one I'm sorry All right. <laughs> okay, let's get let's Okay, let's 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 veer into s some less controversial uh topics. Um I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the F word. Oh, everybody. 
ba bands, you know? What's up with band names? <laughs> what are they doing, you know? Speaking into a plastic bag. Speaking into, I feel like this should be a sandwich. I'm talking to a sandwich over here. Um, the Doors, worst band name ever. Well, we'll debate it about that afterwards. <laughs> okay. So doors, okay, all right, okay. But the the smashing, the the fucking counting crows. Ah! Oh my god. Ah, that's it. That's all right, it. sorry guys. It's your turn. Oh. Sorry, I I love you, I love you, Luke Newman, but you did three. You can't do. You're not allowed. Yeah, you can fuck swear. I mean, oh, she see, you made me do it. You can do it when you're not on the mic, but you can't do it on the mic. I was, because you, because you triggered me. You triggered me. <laughs> that was Luke, uh, that was Luke Newman. He's lovely. We've had two Lukes tonight. That's so exciting. We have one more uh, guest set, and then we're going to get into the longer sets. Uh, your next comedian, what a joy and a wonderment she is. She used to be a cheerleader for the Jets. Like, so she is actually everything that I have always wanted to be with my entire life. Like, I, I always wanted to be a cheerleader, uh, and I always wanted to have a hot rack. You know what I mean? Like, I just always did. I'm, I'm sorry, um, Jen, I just always, um, I objectify everybody equally. That's because I'm a feminist, right? Yeah! Your next comedian, she's such a funny lady, and she's just so wonderful. You guys are going to love her. Put your hands together for Jen Perez. Yay! Yay, so condoms back there. Yeah, you look so Hi, Ash. How's it going, everybody? Uh, well, shit, I was going to start my set differently. Okay. Oh, mierda. Mierda. I'm sorry. Mierda. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I was going to start this in a different way, and um, but now I have to tell my Jets cheerleader joke, I guess. Um, I, uh, you know, I um, I used to be a Jets cheerleader. I know it's difficult. It's, it's it's hard to believe, you know. Um, but yes, I was. Uh, and um, you know, when I went when I became a Jets cheerleader, I thought, man, I'm, I'm gonna make a lot of money. I'm gonna get to perform with uh, all over the U.S. with the you know the players in the stadium and stuff. And, and th that was not the case. Uh, and I thought maybe I'd bang some of the players or something. No, 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 none of that happened. That was not the case. I, I made hardly any money on the Jets. Um, I've made more money doing comedy than I have on the Jets. Um. That's uh, that's all of twelve dollars. <laughs> all of twelve dollars. Um, I I'm originally from Jersey, and um, yeah, I, I moved out here to Oakland eight years ago, and I think I'm starting to become a basic uh, chick, I guess. Um, I can't say puña puñeta. Um, <laughs> but I'm basically, you know, I, I think I think I'm becoming a basic um, gringa. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I drank um I drank a, a can of rosé the other day. Um, I took a shower with no washcloth. Uh, I didn't put any lotion on. Um, but I, I have to apologize for my abuelo, my my grandpa, my abuelo. He um he calls every white man he meets John. 
John Hancock, John Cena, who is John Cena? John Cleese, John Mayer, who is John Mayer? John Stamos, John Stamos, John Derbota, Disco, Disco, John Wayne, who is the cabellito? John Wayne, who is the cabellito? Apologize for my abuelo. Um, has anybody else reached the point of no return? Uh, meaning, uh, your sink is full of dirty dishes, and you're only washing a plate as an, as an ad-needed basis. Like, I need this plate right now. Um, yeah, you know, I uh, I'm also becoming an animal. Becoming an animal. I uh, I'm opening jars of peanut butter, and I'm taking scoops out and I'm eating it, and then I'm opening jars of jam, because I'm too fucking lazy to buy bread. Oh, sorry. Too lazy to buy bread. All right, no more. Um, esqueleto rumbero is a Spanish term. Esqueleto rumbero. Um, it, means, it means skinny dude, or skinny like a skeleton dancing, right? Uh, um, but, but unfortunately, we can't use this phrase anymore. We can't use it. We have to bury it, see if we can resurrect it next year, not even for Halloween, um, because everyone's fat right now. There's, there's no more skinny people. Um, they've disappeared with the pandemic. Um, anyways, uh, you know, I, el otro día tenía un deseo de comerme un sándwich cubano, pero un sándwich cubano. Y ordené el sándwich. Y, eh, y me, cuando me trajeron el sándwich, me pusieron el pepinillo al lado como si fuera la otra. El pepinillo no va para el lado. El pepinillo va para adentro, porque ella es la mujer de la casa. I'm sorry, that was uh, part of my Spanish set. Um, <laughs> Um, man, what else can I say? Uh, how much time do I have? Oh, one minute. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I'll say this last joke. Um, did I? Oh, fuck. Now I forgot which one it is. All right. Uh, my grandma, she's always, she always wants me to, um, move back to New Jersey. And my abuela, she's, you know, she's like, pero mija, you know, move back. When are you moving back? I said, well, I can't move back. I have a rent-controlled apartment in Oakland, and it's a done deal. I'm, I'm never leaving. Uh, she goes, but Amiha, what if you move back? You might meet a nice Hispanic man. Abuela, don't you remember? I tried that once before. It, it ended in divorce. So she says this in Spanish. She goes, Te vas a quedar vieja sola y con canas en el bollo. Basically, um, she said, I'm going to end up old with gray hairs on my vagina. I, I Till this day, I have no idea how she knows I have gray hairs on my vagina. <laughs> um, that's, that's five hours away. Thank you so much. I'm Jen Perez. Jen Perez, everybody. I also have gray hairs on my vagina. I'm 10 years older than she is, though, so it makes a lot more sense. All right. All right, we're moving right along. I'm super excited that you're all here today. Uh, there's still chairs chilling. If anybody wants to take... Oh, oh no, you did! Oh, my gosh! You're vacating. You're, you've vacated is the wrong word. You've... You're in the chairs now. What is it called? It's vacancy in vacancy. Anyway, everybody's fine. We're all having a good time. I'm excited. Yay. We're all here, socially distanced, wearing our masks. Huzzah. All right. Uh, your, uh, your next comedian. Hey, he's a lovely human being, and I'm so excited he's here. He's super clean, too. Like, <laughs> he's like, he's like clean on the regs, and he's like, oh, you're clean. Hey, everybody. We're doing comedy, socially distanced. You can hang across the street, or you can... They're like, yeah, we're cool. Yeah, Sunday bathrobe drinking day, coming up soon. I love it. Uh, she's like kind of wearing a bathrobe. I do that too. Put your hands together, everybody, for your next comedian, Johnny Stein. Yay! So, um, condoms yeah. back there. You're good. You're good. Yay! Hey! Hey! 
this is cool. This is so fun. Oh man, uh, you, Pam, you talked about you. You said you were noticing guys by their butts. I I hope that's been happening <laughs> for me. My butt, it's good. You know, like <laughs> I got one of those good ones. Uh, I hope people know. Uh, I feel like I feel like locked down. I heard turn around, but <laughs> you know, I may be avoiding it. You guys can take a look after. Um, I I feel like. Maybe this is like controversial. Oh, I'm keeping my mask on because uh, not, you know, just because I'm I have a I have a cold sore, <laughs> and my mom said it's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Which like when your disgust is like absolute, like <laughs> it's hard to refute. So I don't want you guys to to suffer that. Um, I I feel like lockdown has been the best thing for big fat phonies since divorce was legalized. <laughs> you know. Like, thank God we don't have to pretend to have any ambition anymore. That's been <laughs> so nice. Oh, it's been great. I have some things have happened during 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 quarantine. Uh, I I'm you can call me Uncle Johnny. I am uh, my sister is pregnant, which is cool. Um, it's a it's like a shitty title to not have any say in. You know, I wish like. <laughs> I wish I could say like, oh, my sister had unprotected sex and now I'm Professor Emeritus at Columbia University, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but just uncle. I have tried to pick up uh, other hobbies like many of us probably have. I, 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 uh, I've tried surfing, tried surfing, which is cool. Uh, and I am not, <laughs> so <laughs> that's been, <laughs> I wouldn't say like, uh, like, Surfing's not for me. I would say like I'm not for surfing. <laughs> you know, like it's uh, I'm gay and Jewish. Like it's just like uh, that's like the most neurotic duo you could have. And surfing's all about like just sitting and waiting for the next thing. Yeah, you know? the last thing I need is like more time to think. You know, <laughs> that is the last thing I need. Yeah, I don't know. Like I just don't fit into s the surf world. Like everyone who surfs. I'm gonna take my glasses off so I can see anything uh, <laughs> at all. Uh, the, the, the surf world, like, you know, it, it, it's crazy. Everyone who surfs, man, woman, otherwise, is all named Kelly. I can't believe <laughs> everyone's name is Kelly. I can't believe it. I, I, and, but I want to fit in so bad. I, I do. I want people to like. I want to be cool, of course, you know. So, so I was talking to a Kelly. I, I was out on the water. I was talking to Kelly, and and I had to pee so bad. I had to pee so. Bad. I was like, what do I do? And he was like, oh, dude, just pee in the ocean. It's where the fish pee. <laughs> it's like that logic doesn't make uh, any sense to me at all. <laughs> you know, like. My dad has an enlarged prostate. I'm not peeing in his catheter, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> just because he's going. <laughs> that joke I actually asked ahead of time to my friends if that was too dirty, and then I got here, <laughs> so <laughs> found out no way. Uh, <laughs> not even close. Not even close. Oh man, yeah. The the worst thing about it was I didn't even catch a stupid wave. Like I didn't catch a one. I was just like out 40 feet in the water on some foam, like slowly getting a UTI because I couldn't <laughs> fucking pee. Oh, that's the F word. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Catheter's not. Oh well. Uh, 
couldn't pee, couldn't pee. I, uh, <laughs> I've been trying to, you know, revamp my, my romantic life, trying. It's gone a lot like that old saying, uh, once you go short, there's very little to report, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> very little to talk about. I did go on a gay date to a sports bar, and I would not recommend that. <laughs> I was gay, so I did it on purpose, but it, it is not something <laughs> I would push onto anyone. Like, already a sports bar, you know, it, it's like where men uh, are so insecure about their masculinity. And for a gay guy, it's like, that's like being a hypochondriac going on rounds. You know, like, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't need to see it right in front of me, you know? <laughs> the guy I went on a date with, too, he was like one of the bros. You know, he was like a, he, he, he was fine. It was fine, uh, but he had he made two really grave errors. Uh, the first one came up to me. He was like, "Oh, hey, buddy, you Johnny." So, buddy, if you don't know, is what all gay guys' dads say when they find them in heels. Uh, <laughs> a lot of trauma connected to buddy. Uh, and I'm not saying every gay guy like grows up and tries on heels. Uh, but every gay guy has a heels moment, you know, like, mine was, uh, mine was when I asked to watch Coyote Ugly for the third time that week. <laughs> My dad was like, oh, hey, buddy, you want to maybe watch Jurassic Park? <laughs> I was like, and Miss Piper Parabo uh, chasing her dreams as a songwriter to Leanne Rhymes? No way, father. Uh. <laughs> His second big error was he said, <laughs> yo, I don't have any empathy. <laughs> which, like, which, like, already would have been a weird thing to say if I hadn't told him, and this is true, that my aunt died of cancer, and he responded with he has no empathy? Like, what the, <laughs> what the hell? That's, like, that is a classic white guy gets out of anything, you know? <laughs> like, sorry, judge, uh, I have no empathy. <laughs> oh, uh, please, <laughs> move along. I don't even know why we're trying you. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, he just, I, 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 I really didn't want to run into him again. I was so nervous I'd run into him again. And then uh, I did three months later, and of course I forgot his name, which was so bad because we had been dating during those three months so i really <laughs> who's got no empathy now <laughs> whatever your name is <laughs> uh i think that i think that uh i think you guys uh, i said i was short you guys saw it from the beginning you know that's no secret i'm not keeping it hidden uh i think that short people deserve a little more respect <laughs> you know we're trying our best out here uh, and I, I know, I know, like, you guys don't think you don't like short people. I, I know that. I know that. But I've got proof. Uh, on the news, I saw a story that this parishioner <laughs> had passed away. And the news had the audacity to say he was small in stature but mighty in energy for the Lord. Hi, why the hell did you bring up his height? <laughs> He's, what, what does that have to do <laughs> You know, like, why, why, he's dead. Why is the last thing you're saying about him that he couldn't reach urinals, you know? 
I don't understand that one bit. You know, like, that's, uh, I'm so scared that I'm going to die. And my friends are going to be like, we could never find him in a crowd, but we could always find him in our hearts, you know. <laughs> it's such a, like, it's just, they're, they're just, they're just opposites, you know, like, that's, it's, you, they're, you, oh, you know, he's, he's small, but he's got a big personality. That's, there's nothing to do with each other, you know. It's like, code blue, code blue. She's curvy, but she's flatlining, you know. Nothing to do. Uh, I, I I live I live at home. Uh, I live at home. I live at home with my parents. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank. Wow. <laughs> okay. You guys are much more supportive than my parents. Uh, <laughs> my my garage is full of uh, things that I once owned that is now theirs. Uh, it's. I never thought, you know, filling out the 2010 census form that I would be on my parents' 2020 <laughs> census form. It's too bad. The living at home is, is a, it's a big game of um, hide your orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently everyone's playing. Um, yeah, yeah, I, uh, morning of my mom's birthday, I, I, uh, I thought I had heard something. Uh, it was it was just a few grunts, but then the TV turned off, and my mom said, "Well, I guess we can go on with our day." <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, which is it's nice to know at least you know that my parents' sex life is uh, just as bad as mine. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Johnny Stein, everyone. Yes. Yes. So clean, so funny, so beautiful. Your next comedian. Lauren, you want to come on up? Yeah. She's one of my favorite people in San Francisco. I'm so glad that she's out and about again after the COVID times. You are. She's so funny. Uh, I've, I've loved her for many years. She's She's been in this longer than I have. You guys are going to love the comedy of your next comedian. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you. Yay. Oh, sorry. Take the advice back. Hello. Um, can you see me? I should come out here. I'd like to begin uh, by expressing my sincere appreciation to the Roman Empire for inventing French toast with maple syrup. Yeah, they were the first to take their bread and dip it in some beaten egg with cinnamon and then fry that mother <laughs> in butter. Forget about inventing aqueducts or the Roman calendar, French toast. Why is it called French toast, I hear you ask? Because Roman toast was already taken, that's why. We don't have this now. It fell out of public favor around 72 BC. But Roman toast, oh, Roman toast was bread dipped in cat saliva <laughs> with a pinch of nutmeg and then fried to perfection in a vat of jealousy and ambition. <laughs> also served with maple syrup. Shortly thereafter, the Romans invented brunch and the rude waiter. 
Okay, Marcus and Tony, so you got 10 minutes to eat and get out. What do you want to order? Yes, that's right. Ancient Rome sounded just like Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> you got a problem with that? I think we find stuff in the most unlikely places, don't you? Like loose change under the seats on the school bus. Ooh, 47 cents. Like rainbows and clouds. Or compassion from an NRA lobbyist. <laughs> the other day I found courage at the bottom of a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> Wasn't even looking for it. <laughs> there it was. I was looking for oblivion. <laughs> Couldn't find any of that. But courage, bravado, false hopes, and fake confidence, that shit is just a wash in whiskey. I also discovered mediocrity at the post office. You'd think you'd have to go to the DMV for that. Nope. And today, right behind the frosted flakes was some leftover enthusiasm. It must have been there a while because it was looking a little worn out. It was going like this. There, okay. That's a Tony the Tiger joke. You don't see those too often. What is it about being tucked in? You know how babies are swaddled and little kids get tucked in for the night? Well, I'm a grown-ass woman in her fucking 60s and I tucked myself into bed last night. That, oh shit, I did. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I had ironed those out. <laughs> Well, anyway, I'm just rocking the sophisticated senior shit, that's why. <laughs> and let me tell you, it was like being back in my mother's womb, all safe and warm, a tad claustrophobic and no Wi-Fi, but rent-free and all the amenities of a fine Motel 6. Hey, Ma, turn up the volume. I'm digging this coal train. Everyone should have little tucked-in breaks scattered throughout the day, don't you think? And time permitting? We can nap afterwards. Time for my two o'clock tuck. See you bitches in an hour. I like it. I'm going to take it to HR. If only I had a job. <laughs> Faces are amazing. People say, she has a kind face. He's distinguished looking. She looks just like her cat. <laughs> but what if we could see each other's hearts? Not the actual whole bloody thing, no, that's gross. But the spirit and soul of each person. Because there's no deception there. You can't hide an evil soul. Why, Margaret, you're absolutely glowing this afternoon. I can see right through to your shallow, vindictive nature. <laughs> to which Margaret replies, Yes, Lauren, and I can see your fragile hold on reality is beginning to lose its grip. People would know the real you immediately. Can you imagine such honesty in the world? You are saying, yes, you absolutely would go out with me, but that heart of yours is twisting itself into a knot. I don't know. I tell you, we wouldn't be in the problem we're having now if we could have seen candidate Trump's spirit and soul. That's not a heart, that's a dried up prune. Well, I'm not voting for him. See how easy it would have been?
You ever get high and thrown out on your mother's name? <laughs> Evelyn. Evelyn. Who are you? And why did you procreate? You evil sorcerer, you. <laughs> Trying to take over the world with your neurotic, Jewish, anorexic, clinically depressed, slightly suicidal excuse for a daughter? How is that supposed to help? Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> you ever get high and think, is it angel food cake or angel food cake? <laughs> and why not just angel cake? We don't say pumpkin food pie, do we? You ever get high and say, this shit is funny. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> you have, right? <laughs> and then you find it later and wonder when the cat learned to draw. <laughs> yeah, I like to write when I'm stoned. I go to different places. One of them, self-confidence land, is so rare and unexpected I hyperventilate whenever I'm there. I actually feel good about myself right now. <laughs> oh, God, I can't breathe. <laughs> and it appears that I'm headed to Witty and Cleverville, though sometimes the signs point in that direction. But when I get there, I find a black hole with a note saying, Are you kidding me? I, I cut the out of that one. One minute? Okay. <laughs> what do I end with? Uh... Okay, I'll leave you with this. Have you ever asked yourselves, why am I even here? What am I doing on this earth? I like to think I'm making a difference. Nobody wants to just take up space. No, we want our lives to be meaningful. We want to contribute something. We want people to say, there goes Lauren Kraut. If it wasn't for her, I'd be home watching Law and Order eating pudding with my fingers. Thanks very much, and thanks for supporting Mutiny Radio. Lauren Kraut, everyone! Yes! Yes! How much do we love Lauren Kraut? Yes! She's actually uh, one of the feature comedians next Wednesday on the Asiento show. You can see Asiento. We like we can point to them like as the crow flies right over there, and she is on next Wednesday's show along with Tony Sparks. So that's very exciting, and I'm super excited for that. Yay! Excited, excited, excited things! Yay! Sierra, you up or Brady, you up? Which uh, Sierra gave me the thumbs up, so she's gonna do it because she's gonna tape her set. Oh yeah! That means. Clap even more wildly than you do and express yourself in such a slappy, clappy-like way. Because your next comedian, what a joy and wonderment she is. I've known her for, like, ever. Put your hands together for Sierra Hager! Yay! All right, guys, how are we living? So how are we living? What is happening? It's the end of the world. Oh my god, I'm so depressed. Is anyone so depressed? So depressed. Um, 
My husband of seven years moved out like three weeks ago. Uh, and that was like just a couple weeks after my grandma, who she like raised me, um, she died in my arms. Uh, and that's not a joke, that's just the year I've had. Um, and then I was driving down Valencia Street in my car um, and I saw this like restaurant and the restaurant had a sign. And the sign said, Salad Lounge. And I just feel like, like especially right now, like all we have is each other and just like the connect, like these like human moments, right? Um, and the human spirit is so pure and beautiful and fragile. Uh, and I just like, I whatever, I guess I'll tell jokes in a second, but I just wanted to say to you guys, like, there's no such thing as a salad lounge! I don't sleep, I just don't, like I just don't, like I don't sleep. I do wake up every single morning at five in the morning. Uh, and so now there's just like, there's that like cycle of like, I just, I haven't, I really, I really haven't slept in like maybe a week. Um, and so I'm like really stressed out every time I have to go to bed and like melatonin and like sleepy time tea and I take the shower and I light the candles and I'm Enya and just like everything. Um, and then I like finally lay down. I'm like, okay, I'm calm. I'm just gonna just drift off to sleep. And then it's just me uh, and my inner monologue. And my inner monologue is Fran Drescher. <laughs> and she's Hello, gorgeous. Good evening. Hello, it's me, your inner monologue. Hello. We're gonna begin this evening with some relaxation techniques. It's very important that you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna breathe. We're gonna breathe in for one, two, three, four, and Kegel, ha! <laughs> and release, release, two, three, four. You have failed to fall asleep. You are now approaching the brink of your emotional precipice. <laughs> you will die alone. <laughs> I was in Cincinnati and I drove past this store. Uh, and the store had a sign. And the sign said two things, two words. It said, pet people. It's like, you should not do that. <laughs> no, I realized immediately, it's not a verb. It's not, you know, pet, it's not two pet people, right? Uh, no, it's a noun, it's pet people. And I thought, finally, a job for me. <laughs> I'm hairy, I'm needy. <laughs> if, if a young middle-class person wants to clean up my shit, I'm gonna sing you guys some songs. Uh, this first song is just about me and my life. Uh, it goes, uh, Teenage Mutant, Barbara Streisand. 
This is another song about my life. It's like semi-autobiographical. It's like, I got sunburned on a cloudy day. <laughs> white girl, white girl. Uh -huh. uh, this is a song about my apartment that I wrote. It goes, upstairs neighbors vacuum all the time, vacuum all the time, vacuum all the time. Yes. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced Mutiny! Mutiny! Oh, my turn offs are guys who say Mutiny. Mutiny? Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. I'm glad to be here once again. Full-length movie coming up. Except That's it's two full-length movies. Oh, my God. Oh, you're kidding me. Gosh, we have a really big show, a really exciting show. And what better way to kick it off than our pal, from uh, the show before us on Mutiny Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up. Distinguished guest, please give it up for Paul Brumbaugh. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good to be here. Well, we're glad you're here. Uh, Paul does the show. We, we air first on mutinyradio.fm. That says just go type that in. It's this Internet streaming radio station. We do live shows as well, and uh, we socially distance. And uh, despite the photos, we all wear masks. So come on by. But you can listen to Paul's show, The Edge of Insanity, and our show on a Sunday afternoon. Paul starts at noon Pacific Standard Time. That's uh, 3 p.m. East Coast time. And let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube, a.k.a. LWAFLMYC. Good we stream first every Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. And <laughs> you can find Pacific. us. Yeah, specifically. Uh, and you can find our podcast, which drops later on Sunday, by its acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And we want you to also support Mutiny Radio. They're yes. awesome. We wear masks. So give a, a shout-out by going to Venmo. Donate what you can at Mutiny Radio. Carl, what are the movies today? Right. We're going to watch two movies today, and Montclair High School ties them together. We're going to watch The Battle of the Bullies. Also called Revenge of the Nerd, 1983. And we're also all going to watch What If I'm Gay, 1987. Uh -huh. These are after-school oh, specials. Right. We're going to love them. So these are like 
an hour-long special, right? These are the yeah. ones that CBS used to play? It's like 45 minutes, yeah, because of commercials. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. they're good. And the commercials. Yeah. All right, well, we're very excited. Carl and I, full disclosure, went to Montclair High School in Montclair, New Jersey. Bingo. And I remember uh, these movies when they came out and when they were shot. And, and we actually have one of the talent uh, coming by for the second show. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. It's very exciting. I'm thrilled it'll be there. So what is our first movie? Okay, let's go to YouTube. And I'm sorry this is so long. You put in Battle of the Bullies, a.k.a. Revenge of the Nerd, 1983. I'm sorry that's so long. Battle of the Bullies, a.k.a. And it has the periods, A.K. Revenge of the Nerd, 1983. Okay, so this is Revenge of the Singular Nerd. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not correct. And that's probably why it's called Battle of the Bullies, a.k.a. Revenge of the Nerd. Because they that's don't want right. fucking nerd readers on their ass. This was released one year before Revenge of the Nerds came out. And when it came out, they said, uh-oh, we're in trouble. We didn't copyright this. And- right. Battle of the Bullies, which was, it's not. It's not. He battles the bullies. Anyway, we'll see. That's what you put in your well, YouTube he, search engine. All right. And who's hosting it again? Which uh, subscriber? Yeah, we want Frank West. Am I right? Go All right. The Sounds good. So publisher is Frank West. That's his channel. Cue it up. Slide it back to 000. Hit pause. and Hit pause. You can listen to that, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, and then we wanted you to listen to Paul Brumbach, the Countdown King himself. He's going to do the countdown for you. And when he says go, hit play. All right, here you go, guys. You know the drill. Let's do it in true Battle of the Bullies style. Get that fingering over the hovering triangle, and let's do this thing in three, two, one, go. Okay, we A new world company. I feel like a star. (laughs) I see the star. I give it it a gold star. (laughs) Oh, no. Look, it looks like another brick in the wall. (laughs) That is what it looks like. We don't need no. Oh, I know the nerd. Uh Uh-huh. Don't I? Oh, shit. It's Harry that's Montclair High School you're looking at. This is, and there's snow on the ground. Oh, uh, tree hater. Can you guys point out which, like, lockers or garbage cans they might have stuffed you in as a nerd? <laughs> <laughs> Every single one. <laughs> that guy you saw, his name is Manny Jacobs, and maybe you saw him in Manhattan Project? Yeah, that's what it was. There you go. He, he was supposed to return to I'm sorry. What we're doing now is learning that he is like a weakling. He gets good grades. He, you know, nerd. All right. Is this the Mokar High gym? Yes, literally. Although I don't recognize those machines. <laughs> it must have been a different era. <laughs> now, this came out ah. in 83. I was there in 81 and 82. And that looks, that equipment's pretty conducive to what I was using in high school. That's a total universal. Now, look, the director made everyone stop 
and gawk at him because he likes he put it on the lowest weight and he couldn't couldn't budget. All yeah. Right. Now but we I have think... a scene which is more appropriate for what if I'm gay. Our next after school special. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrestling. Oh, Ken K. K. Watts is he's a famous director. He is, he's and this kid. was his debut. You didn't have to rewind to show it us. Oh, wait. Well. <laughs> I thought he was doing the moonwalk. Yeah. I like these socially distant circles that they wrestle in. Yeah, it's smart for our today's day and age. This guy did the sisterhood at the traveling pants. That's the director we're watching. Oh, and I just made a sisterhood of the traveling pants here because I nearly crapped my pants. Watch how he gets squirted on the other side. His whole that, shirt is nerdy. That's high quality special effects there. Now we're meeting best really friends. Uh, now we're meeting love interest. So this this is a tight script, right? There's no no breath. They just go right into it. Yeah. It this this the guy who wrote this script was in NYU's Tisch School of the Arts at the time. He was like 20-something, 20 22. And um, he, you know, this was his debut premiere. This guy was in Bad News Bears, This his, his best friend. Really? Mm-hmm. Was he on the other team? <laughs> no, he was the little blonde-haired one who was like, stick it up your ass, you know, the... The oh, yeller. Yeah. He's the only one. Oh, yeah. no, not from the original, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not um, that, was, that was, that was, oh, don't even say his name, the character name. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tanner. 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 Bad is news Tanner? bears. Uh, Tanner. Yeah, here it is. The shortstop Tanner Boyle. <laughs> Sorry. Stick it up your ass, coach. I think I disqualified myself as a 1983 nerd. <laughs> Carl, I went to Montclair High School from 83 to 87, so we, we kind of missed each other. Right, absolutely, because I went to Heightstown after that, and I got That's to right. really know you after high school. Right, I had just graduated high school and being a mutual friend, and we were working on fish burgers. Right. There he is, Tanner. Up your ass, nerd. So, so far, we have two movie references. The guy was reading a Luke Goddard book. Mm-hmm. We found his movie, of course, here. And then uh, there's a movie Wait. professor, Jerry Lewis. Wait, hold on. That's Tanner? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That looks more like the, the, more like the, the, the nerd that, was the, uh, that wouldn't play that was the uh, scorekeeper. I guess he was super young. Uh, let's see here. That was 78. And this is 83. Right. No, yeah. even, even earlier, it was 76 and 77. And, yeah, this is uh, 83. You know, he's from Oradell, New Jersey. Mike, you know that's in Bergen County, kind of close to Montclair. Yeah, right. I so was this part of the too. actual after-school specials? Yes. Because <laughs> I remember all those, and this looks hella familiar. So they did at least a couple of them at your guys' high school. Yes. Now, the, what we're seeing right, right now is his invention, okay? 
he okay. invented, uh -huh. he can talk to everybody's TV in the whole neighborhood. Okay. Plot point. Uh, I guess the government's coming after him. Oh, let me guess. Uh, I'm not going to even bother. See the fake computer? Uh-huh. On his TV screen. Right. They did a stop motion and said, look, it's a fancy computer. Looks like it's drawn with magic marker. I just found my... When I... I'm sorry, go ahead. This is a funny oh, no, no, bit, no, no, no. and it's... Th this director's weird. You see the basketball? Yeah. They're going to throw it up, and it's never going to come down. Looks like it's air. Looks like it's Nerf or something. <laughs> Doesn't even look real. Uh, oh, it's a Spalding. It's just a bad print, really. Is this our town? Yes. This is Montclair. Wow, it's crazy. I Look, forget that you see like it bounces off and it never comes back. Hmm. And they ignore That's it. That's a joke. Yeah, you made a joke. Oh, that's just funny when you're 22. Now he's fawning over his love who he can't have. Now, Mike, you remember in the library, you see that balcony? Yeah. I thought that was so was cool. cool. It also was around the gym. Now, this is our library, our high school library? Yes, that's right. You know what I remember about our high school library is that they had the lock horns on it because the cartoonist is from Montclair. So uh -huh. So they they had to listen to the lock horns, and it's like you had some white beater. <laughs> you know what I remember most about Montclair Library uh, was shh. That's the big rule. <laughs> well, I heard like I was uh, oh, that joke. This paranoid guy walks into the library. He goes, "Where am I?" And the woman says, "It's the library." He goes, How do I know? How do I know this is a library? He says, shh. <laughs> oh, prove it. That's now it. we're getting a funny, like, awkward preteen thing. I mean, they're now, oh, introduce bully. <laughs> Look at that cutie. This is our heavy guys. Right. Really? He looks like a Charlie's Angel with that hair. Oh, look at this. These are the tough kids I hang out with. So one thing I'm really going to miss, now that you guys have stepped up in your way, uh, our, your guys' way of communicating um, on, for the show, I'm going to miss, all right, uh, Mike, where are you at? Tell me when you're at 17 minutes and 51 <laughs> seconds. That's what I'm going to miss now. You guys are actually going to be watching the movie together. No, oh, isn't this sweet? This is Sidney Poitier. This is his first role ever. No, it's not. What? 1983? You're smoking. What? <clears throat> I think okay. it's we're, we're getting bullying. What we're doing, I just have to. For the plot, I've got to say, we're starting to get to, like, a point in which he's going to be humiliated, and he's going to, you know, 
plot his Man. revenge. It's so crazy that the bully has like a full on leather jacket like that. Right. Well, it's after school special. It's TV and it's like uh, hit the point over the head, gilding the lily, as you call it. It's too much. Yeah. Well, no, it's like a sketch comedy. You want to get everything out of the way. So there's a doctor, he dresses as a doctor, there's a nurse, yeah. he dresses as a nurse. And then once you get on stage, you, everyone knows what the, the premise no. is. So Look at him. You could tell he was – you could tell he, Sydney was going to go on to something great, you know? It's now it's making, it's making that squeaky noise, right? He's just such a nerd. I almost wish I didn't know. I wish I didn't know what the second movie was because I keep waiting for him to turn gay. <laughs> well, he is totally in love with that girl. Uh, now look, the chalk goes in the fish tank. Ha ha. Weird. Now check out this joke. He undoes his sleeve and then puts the other yeah. sleeve in. That's hysterical. That's like they finally threw a basketball in the air and never came down. Now look, he's gonna blend, he's gonna chalk with the fish. Oh. oh, 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 oh. You killed our class fish, goldfish, you fucking bastard. Now look at this this struggling scene. It's a real fish. Right? They harmed animals. Right. CVS. Don't eat it. Well, that's what I learned. That was my take. Uh, oh, after school, I'll be back. Be I'm telling you, the tiger, you should take some breakfast. Call back to the water fountain that squirted him. Uh, the old trophy board. The guy, wrote this would, the guy who wrote this would go on to write on the Larry Sanders show. Yeah. But that's not his huge claim to fame. He was – he wrote the – he hmm, – I think I made a mistake here. Now I'm talking about the director. He would go on to direct Larry Sanders' show. That's where I recognize his name. But I see the same – I think he did – did he do the marriage movie with Mandy Moore and Robin Williams? I don't think so. He did like um, – he said, she said, that kind of – that's similar. Oh, okay, that's but your side. Did, now this is Montclair, this is not Montclair High. This is the YMCA in pa Montclair at Park Avenue. Yeah, right on. Yeah, and you can see people living in there from here. The reason is <laughs> he's right though. There, there were many borders. Um, the reason is you what see you the 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 balcony he's on. Yeah. The director's location. There was a the YMCA had residents, and next door to the YMCA was a parking garage, like a three level, three story parking garage. Right. So you could park your car, get out of the car, look straight ahead to the window of the Y, and see someone living in a room. Right. <laughs> That's right. It would be like these shirtless men, just like in their little room. It was amazing. Okay, now I have to interrupt because I've got to just point out plot point here. The bad boys, the bullies, have faked a letter from the crush with perfume on it, saying, I like you, and please meet me. You know, they're going to humiliate him. I love it the way you write with a fish on the chalkboard. Yeah, all that stuff. 
you got to spray it with perfume. That's that uh, totally. Okay, so that's the guy that's in the second film. Okay. Right. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you got that. Okay. Yeah, oh, I got it. He's uh, perfumed up. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I'm so progressive living on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. That was I a have to Jersey admit, like, joke if I ever heard one. Yeah. He sniffed out the envelope. I've been served. The locker's like, is your name nerd? Yeah, it is. <laughs> You've been served. You've been served. I always like how Hollywood does that. Hey, are you Keith Knight, the cartoonist? Why, well, yes, I am. I would like your signature because you got served. <laughs> what? I remember that happened in a dance-off movie, and they misunderstood. And they said, you've been <laughs> served. So they kicked on the music said, oh, yeah? Check this out. What do I go You've been served. Oh, it's on. It's on. Wait, is he wearing a member's not only jacket? <laughs> a member's not. Yeah. Not a member jacket? No, that was way too hip for a member's only jacket. That had two colors, dude. So look, this is why oh, we no. wanted to go on his date. Whoa! Hilarity! Look how Montclair this house is, you know? I love how busy things in the 80s were. Right? The clothing, the shit everywhere. And it was loud. Like, the colors were loud. Yeah. Even my advice in white was loud. The 80s was loud. The 80s were not the 70s. Now, did you see that? Right. Doc Ock, I think it was. Yeah, or the mole man from Fantastic Four. It's probably Doc Ock. I thought Doc it was Fantastic Ock. Four too, because it really looked like Kirby. It was definitely a Marvel cartoon and I don't know, the guy had glasses. It could have been Kirby. And Kirby wouldn't it's have so done Spider Man. Yeah, you're right. That that's Steve Dico. Right. We know, we know what we're talking. We're not nerds. And John Romita, was that his name? John yeah, the senior and junior. His, his son became a prolific uh, illustrator as well. John Romita. Mm-hmm. John Romita. I, 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 gosh, I'm getting. There were other artists oh. too, but those guys were the golden age. Look at his stupid hat. He's such a dummy. Hello, my baby. Look at that Montclair Snow. Is this um, Anderson Park? Oh, yeah. Well, was, I think that's the park I'm thinking of, the one that has a little island in the park where you, it has a gate and you have to climb That's the gate Edgemont. Yeah. That's Man, Ed- that water fountain's back. That should have got, like, third billing in this. <laughs> the water fountain also goes for Larry Sanders. Yeah. Mike, you remember that uh, Edgemont Park was off a valley, right? Yeah. And there's like well, the little a little lake. Lake in the room. Okay, and now we'll have our humiliating, lake. embarrassing moment because she won't know what he's there for, what he's doing. He's kind of preppy. That nerd's a prep. But why would he put on that hat? 
come on, man. Your hormones probably just say, put that on. What a bad look it, it is, is how cute. flat it makes your he head flat. Like you had an accident. I can't believe we're, we're killing time talking about 15-year-old's looks. <laughs> uh, this actress, her name's Sarah Ingalls. She was in Firstborn, 1984, Orphan Trains, Smooth Talk, 85. I don't know. And then she oh, man, Orphan Trains. <laughs> you're, you're rattling off the titles like you do know. Wow. Those are some I, titles. I, heard, I never heard of Smooth Talk, right? No. No. I heard of Orphan Train. It was so bad, people called it Orphan Train Wreck. <laughs> Followed up by Orphan Dumpster Fire. Okay, now, she's <laughs> embarrassed, and the bullies are loving it. Here come the bullies to humiliate him, and this will be the incident that makes him fuck him up. What's with the card player? Is he going to grip him? Well, like, later there'll be a scene where they can't believe it, and he'll do that, and the cards will all spill out because he's so shocked. So that's what they're setting us up. That kid in okay. the middle back looks familiar. That guy. His name is Dennis, and he's Brian Lima, and the only thing interesting is he was also in a movie this other Sarah Ingalls would go on to be in, Firstborn. So. Okay. There's nobody really too exciting here. There, except Bad News I'm, Bears, I'm, dude. Oh, yeah, here's that library again. Yeah, he got, a, he got a trailer on this one, I bet. Mike, don't you remember I the balcony? Remember. You could go upstairs. I remember I went in there and uh, this Russian guy was going to kill me. Because uh -huh. I kept saying, listen, the contract doesn't start in... Ten minutes. He's like, it's okay, Mr. Wick. You'll be dead by then. <laughs> Mr. Wick? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. That's done with two. Uh, done with three, excuse me. Arabella. Now we're getting the, like, my life is over. You'll be okay. I love, I love this shot. Thank God the camera was lying on the shelves when they got there. <laughs> what a good Just roll it. <laughs> Don't you want to set up oh, this? This is the spy cam to look up little kids' as, you know, skirts or something. <laughs> What's going on? Is he dressed for Jim? Oh, oh my I gosh. Mean, That's I a can't. real – that I'm waiting for all those shelves to go dominoing down. He took off the embarrassing outfit he was wearing. He was so humiliated. Now he's going, look at this Montclair window. Yeah, that's probably a Montclair window. We should say Montclair, New Jersey. Carl, name me a movie that Montclair was in. Uh, Susan Sarandon, yeah. The Witness. Okay. Uh, Harrison Ford and Brad Pitt in that movie where he's Irish and comes over. He's in the IRA. Seven. Really? The Devil's Own? That, even Watchung Plaza's in the film. Oh, I'm going to have to watch that movie. I was going to okay. say The Guilt Trip. Seth Rogen's mom lives in Montclair. Barbara oh, cool. Okay, um, now uh, his TV will be interrupted by a strange alien. Huh. Oh. <laughs> Hello, I am nerd. I mean, alien. Right. right. Let me see if I can. I am not that. 
<laughs> my message is urgent. <laughs> Bye. Ta -da. It's the nerd. The fuck costume? Good thing he had that costume lying around. I am a oh, robot. You're a robot? Yes. Are those his blood tubes? This is his vacuum. After school special, we'll be back after this. We're back. Now back to after school special. How many guys, how many after school specials you had to watch in school? Like when the teacher said, okay, we have a very special. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, uh, when they were like yeah. really important, like drug ones or alcohol yeah. ones. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and they would be forty-five minutes, so it was perfect for the class. And the teacher got to, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Now the guy who wrote this, go ahead, Mike. It's Montclair. It's more important. Okay, so we we were in a class, and uh, I, we were in health class, and the gym teacher was pregnant, and we had a troublemaker. I won't mention his name, but he's a great guy. And she said, "Please." Uh, we want you to watch uh, Little House on the Prairie. There's this very special drug episode on mm -hmm. Little House on the Prairie. He walks out, and this guy says, God, he's fucking huge, right? Or something of the sort. And she goes running, and she goes, so and so, what did you say? And he says, drugs on Little House on the Prairie? And she goes, yeah, right? <laughs> Completely <laughs> oblivious of her pregnancy. Yeah, I, I missed that episode of Little House on the Prairie when they, they found that meth lab. <laughs> <laughs> little trap house on the prairie. Yeah, a little crack house on the prairie. <laughs> okay. okay, now he's going to call up all the bullies and the girl who he now thinks is mean, even though he still loves her. And fool them all okay. that they're going to be the ambassadors who will bring aliens to Earth. He was just watching. Man, he had a TV in his room. Look what yeah. they're watching. Skateboarding in the 80s, westerns in the 80s. Oh, yeah, shit. Shit. You know what? I'm throwing away that same TV right now. <laughs> Don't laugh. I'm going to send you a picture, a picture of it. Holy shit, it looks like it. It's a Sony Trinitron. I Post that on LWAFLMOYT. I will. That's yeah. Uh, add us. Add us on Twitter. At LWAL of the. Yeah. <laughs> Check out our YouTube channel, LWAMLL. Yeah, if you if you can tell me what those pages are, I'll put it there. <laughs> but on Facebook, we're Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. Yeah. Laflamot. Laflamot. Just, just, just do it right. Let's get it right. Okay, now even Crush Girl is getting fooled that she isn't going to be an ambassador. You are the mama. Well, shit, that actually looks pretty good, though. <laughs> Those cue cards, man, that's really well done. Give us Did he grow up and become a <laughs> Well, a funny joke, it was upside oh. down. This is, like, obviously from the minds of screenwriters and television people and then, say, like, 14-year-old kids from high school. I also have that big, huge VHS camcorder like they got, man. Well, Montclair's kind of an absolute part. 
All right, back to the TV. Yeah, there's this funny joke. I married a UFO. (laughs) Yeah. See, that's the mom. And in the future, the the television will break in. And it's like, I want to speak, you know, and and call, you know, she acts like it's the telephone. She goes, Louise, TV for you. (laughs) It's funny. He's had, you have your little finger hovering over that mute button you do. Yeah, because every now and again, okay. Listen to the music. I can't hear it. Oh, you can't? Okay. Don't you want to be famous, Louise? Like history. History. Oh, look at Sydney, theory. man. He looks he looks good in his youth. Yeah. Oh my god. Like where's classy taking? It looks more like Ben Vereen and Ten Speed and Brown Shoe. Oh yeah, with Jeff Goldblum. People said I look like Brown Shoe. Yeah. Now they're like, Do you believe in alien life? Yes, I do. I'm gonna what? prove it. I have scientific proof. <laughs> oh, I guess e- e- aliens were popular back in 1983, right? Because that's the E.T., the extraterrestrial? Yes. I know what's going on. Blah, 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 blah. Look at my card trick setting me up for the when I drop them. Oh, he's, at least he doesn't have a fucking toothpick. This director loved the library. Banana peel. Yeah. And that's comedy. What's between the, the right. Never see it. <laughs> right. His evil plot. Here comes another one. Oh, that 80s nun. Where is our alien? I've been watching Sister Mary for 40 minutes and the alien hasn't cut in. <laughs> Do your card thing, dude. <laughs> oh, here we go. This special you report. Can you hear my audio? I can hear you. Can you hear me, Carlos? I can hear you talking, but not your uh, audio. Not, not the. There we go. Not the audio from the movie here let me i'll talk to you guys turn on the tv set i'm going to interfere okay this is a federal crime by the way to uh broadcast on on national on uh the frequencies that you don't own yeah you're right actually that this is a this is a serious crime (laughs) yeah i mean they would it's like in war games right they'd come to your door yeah right and then we're talking about the 80s FBI, man. They're Ma'am, we're here good. for John, Johnny Johnston. My Johnny? <laughs> you should be friendly to nerds. Alien out. <laughs> also, 30 Rock. Liz Lemon grew up in Montclair, New Jersey. And her, his, her mom dated Buzz Aldrin, who played himself. Ah. Montclair Second Man in the Moon. 
Buzz Aldrin. You know, they changed the name of Mount Hebron, right, to Buzz Aldrin. Oh, you know what? Uh, the middle school, I went to Mount Hebron. Right, okay, I think it's named, name. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the buzz. Now, what was the, it was two middle schools, Glenfield, and they were yeah. doing construction in the 80s when I was going, and we had to go to like a, a, a closed elementary school. For oh, a I'm year. sorry, I have to interrupt you, Mike. I'm sorry. This woman who's the teacher, right? Um, she is um, uh, going to be in our next one, too. She was in Wall Street. Yeah. Oh, really? She'll be in the next uh, film as the mom. Now, right now, the bad guys are saying, we want to borrow equipment, you know, and we want to set up TVs in front of the student council and have uh, something very important broadcast. She's talking, they're talking the teacher into it. Oh, that's cool. Get the teacher involved. Yeah. I'll do it on one condition, that I get to be in the next after-school special, what if I'm gay? <laughs> then I'll do it. Listen, I didn't want to sign up for some sci-fi bullshit. I want some real social issues. Right. So we're bullying. It's a social issue. Uh -uh. Yeah. We're not. We're knocking on the nerves. When when I was in high school, that was a duty and an obligation to pick on this nerds. Yeah. Look, right. when I was in high school, look, there were a lot of nerds around, and we used to we used to tor torture them, you know. But today in high school, those kids aren't nerds. Today in high school, those kids are autistic. We didn't know. We didn't know we were torturing autistic kids. We didn't know we were sons of bitches. I think you knew. <laughs> Back then, an anti-bullying campaign was a personal journey of self-improvement. Yeah, you get better clothes, a haircut, lose a little weight. Maybe you get, you know, don't get picked on all the time. Maybe you get a girlfriend. <laughs> don't be such a nerd. So why is this battle of the bullies? Is it because the nerd is now a bully? No, see, that's the thing. Battle of the bullies was a wrongly titled. Yeah, because it's more of a revenge of a, of a nerd. Right. Those it it, it was appropriately titled. They just had to change it, but they messed up. Now, nerds were popular back then, pop culture-wise, right? <laughs> yeah, like well, were... Revenge of the Nerds was about to hit. Nerd was like geeky and computer savvy. Let's, let's break it down. You had the preppy, and you had the no. official preppy handbook. The jocks. You jocks, I guess. You nerd. Right. You the uh, airplane guy. One time Tom Kroll asked me, we're not this group, we're not the greasers, we're not the, you know, what? what's our group? And the truth is it was nerd. So he said... We're individuals. <laughs> that was what he called us. Individuals. <laughs> the truth is we were nerds. I mean, if I ever do a script on nerds. Okay, now he's going to be pompous. 
what I don't get is that the school has two television sets in the auditorium as well as video cassettes. We would be lucky if we had a television set, period. Here <laughs> uh, we go. Yeah, here we go. Okay, guys. Now, you can hear my audio, yes or no? You can hear my uh, audio? No, I, I'm going to play the audio too when we talk. Yeah, you play your audio. Everybody's like, what? what's this? A movie? Now look what Nerd's doing. PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2, and nobody's watching. How would I know you, jerk? Don't call me a jerk. I can't stand this music. I have to check Linus and the Woodstock Zero. Okay, now it won't be music. Go ahead and listen. Ooh, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, data max enters. Oh, something's going wrong with the, oh! Yeah, we're not crazy. <laughs> now some people are believing it, others are doubting. Right. This reminds you of the alien and fish burgers. Yes, Carl, you played an excellent alien, and then I jerked you off. Well, that was a tube coming out of my chest. You certainly did not jerk me off. But look, he reveals that it was all a hoax. He takes off the mask. Now look, drop the cards. Oh. That was our big setup. 52 pickup solitaire edition. So now he's like, don't be, you know, he's making, and look, the people love it. They're like, it's easy to fool suckers. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you. That'll teach those like bullies. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I am a genius. I broke every federal law out there. Okay, now the battle is on. And she's beating shit right there. That's right. She is humiliated. Hmm. I don't get the bullies were the ones who made that thing. She's hanging out with the bullies. Like she should have been like, fuck you for doing that in the first place. Well, when when up, oh, look at Montclair High, man. It's so Montclair High. Remember that the semi-circle yeah. driveway, which is in the last episode of Sopranos, when uh, Soprano Junior picks up his high school girlfriend from Montclair cool. High. Cool. Up in that semi-circle. Now look, he did oh, the yeah. Montclair Gazette. Yeah. Well, it's it's the school now. Unlike in the earlier scene when everyone was talking to his best friend, everyone's talking to him now. Yeah. He's popular. Hey, what's up? What's up, dude? Listen, you want to smoke some weed? Come to the step. Come over to, yeah, go to the amphitheater. Yeah, let me speak to that hey. for a minute. I think the director, who was great and did great locations, skipped two great locations. You know the the what is that the brook 
that flowed through the school. Yeah. He absolutely yeah. should have got that. You don't think the nerds were playing, not playing Dungeons and Dragons in that? I heard so many stories about nerds going into that uh, river following it and getting lost. Like, really? Uh, my babysitter, her friends would tell me these stories. So they were posters. Yeah, I think so, because you can't get lost. No, there's like a pipe. Maybe it's outside the high school, but you can get lost in it. I know, That's I know not Glenn cool. Did, uh, Glenn did. Yes, he's so embarrassed. Now it's like, when you humiliated me. You know, you're... <laughs> I spit on I you. humiliated you. Montclair House. Bad mouth here for the water. Mm-hmm. Bad mouth here for the water. The water fountain. Uh, look, this kid has his own shit, and it says Fantastic Four right there. Fantastic Four, it's like a poster. Oh no, it's a comic book close to us, right? Yeah, right, right. So it's and he must have been reading the mole man. Maybe it was like Jack Kirby's drawing, and I thought it was Doc Ock because of those glasses and boxy head. Yeah, isn't it nice to see Marvel as a, like a petty commodity where like Phil Specials can use it without worry? Well, yeah, because it was just a, lo- a little co- – that's all it was was a comic book. So it was like a magazine laying somewhere. Well, they had a the TV show in the 60s, I guess. In the 70s, they had, like, – Those morning cartoons were done so cheaply with such bad – you know, the animation was cutouts. They were stills, you know, that um, it doesn't even deserve – like, they weren't even trying hard, you know? Also, I think the cartoon version of Fantastic Four had a robot as their fourth member, right? So it was like, it wasn't the, the original lineup. Maybe it was like a fifth wheel. I don't remember that. But I do remember, once I talked to you about, like, I, I miss those Marvel Saturday morning cartoons. I was just a little too young to catch it. You know, look at her hair's on fire. Look what the director oh, what does, you know. Yeah, he's, he's not that subtle. She is burning. Burning up. My high school chemistry uh, lab did not look like this at all. Um, Although we did cut Yeah, it should have. It's legit. Really, the high school had like flaming Bunsen burners and oh well, and that you could just bring in. But yeah, I remember there were gas uh, uh, faucets, you know. Yeah. Now this writer would go on to write Trumbo, that film with uh, Brian Cranston. Sure, about the blacklisted uh, writer. Exactly, and he he was a staff writer for Disney, Warner Brothers, Paramount, Fox TV's series but he lois and clark he was a writer and producer and he okay 20 years old john mcnamara and a junior at new york university has won national playwriting contest and his first screenplay revenge of the nerd will broadcast on cbs afternoon playhouse oh the old afternoon playhouse yeah tuesday at 4 30. You know, I guess Netflix carries the torch of, like, young adult television shows, like that show where the kid kills himself. It's really good television for kids. Mm-hmm. 
or the one where the guy gets you or the girl gets harassed by a guy. Right, and there was the one where the midget gets herpes. <laughs> yeah. That is such a Montclair house. Look at it. Yeah, it's multi-stores. He's up in the attic. That's his ha his room. Yeah, he's got it to himself. Sweet. Okay, see, look, the flip, turn on the sound because the phone, the TV will ring and she'll act like it's the phone. Yeah, right. The crotch shot. Yeah. In '83, they were called crotch shots. So, go ahead, leave the sound up. We won't get sued. He's like saying he's sorry. Is he going to bring up Doc Severson? I get all tongue-tied sometimes when I'm around. I couldn't get a noun and a verb together to save my life. Anyway. I like you. Start over. Yeah. Again. Her name's no Sarah Ingrid. No more singing. This yes, you don't want to do. Laura. Right. Laura Ingrid's daughter. Sister. Sarah Ingrid. Who just lied in the background? The blind guy? What was in the background? Oh, because of Braille? Yeah, because of Braille. I thought it was Larry, Larry King's show. Next up, Tom Arnold. Tom. <laughs> now, come on, be genuine. You're a funny guy. You're a funny guy. <laughs> okay, she's touched. She's touched. Yeah. All she could do was listen. She couldn't. She she couldn't you yeah. know, shut him down. So he Ooh, touched her. Yeah. And now we're signing off. Nerd is signing off. This telegraph. Here's the American flag. Look, he's got a phone in his room. What the fuck? <laughs> He's a rich Montclair. It's Upper Montclair. Upper Montclair. Oh, there he is. We're done. That's right. We uh, hope you learned a lesson. Carl, what did you think of this movie? I thought it was cute. I enjoyed it. But mostly it was the nostalgia of like seeing the front of Montclair, being inside the YMCA. It, was, it took me to familiar places. The next one will yeah. right away with that movie theater. You'll see. Okay, cool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is a double feature. We're only watching uh, very short uh, movies today, but they both were shot in our high school when we went to attend Montclair High in New Jersey in the 80s. So we thought we would make you guys suffer our nostalgia. Uh, yeah. So we are going to uh, – why don't I take the opportunity, Carl, before we start the second movie, can I would love to talk about our YouTube page, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl, you posted a couple of movies. Do you want to talk about those movies, and I'll go ahead and, and get uh, everyone ready? Okay. I need to look up what they are. I'm on our channel. I'm, I'm going. Sure. What's that? So it's America 3000. Right. Yeah. Hasn't even aired in so long. Here we go. When uh, when the episode for America Three Thousand uh, 
uh, dropped on our podcast. It sounded absolutely abysmal. Yeah. And uh, this is a clean copy. Mm-hmm. And also Elvis Presley, in which you, we did the switcheroo, and you did the excellent yeah. research. Well, thank you. Well, I enjoyed that movie. It was not a shitty Elvis movie. It was the right. second film, so. Yeah. And also, we saw Whoopi Goldberg with Paul and Mistress Christine, um, and that was Burglar. And it was with the um, the guy from uh, Police Academy movies, and it was fun. Yeah, yeah I like the well, I love that movie. Yeah, that's a San Francisco film, and it's just fun. It's one a really good Whoopi movie, and uh, yeah, and Bobcats in it. It's it's terrific, and. John Goodman. It's, it's, a, it's a really good movie. So we had nothing bad to say about that. And then you just recently posted Little Miss Marker. Right. And that one was with Walter Matthau, our second Walter Matthau in a row that particular uh, month. Uh, Little Miss Marker, a remake of a Shirley Temple film. And it was fun. They well, underused Brian Dennehy, let's face it. Yeah, right. He did have nothing to do except Grimace and wear a suit. All right. right. Well, that's uh, so check out we these episodes. You know, we encourage you to watch the movie and listen to the podcast. Carl takes the time to sync both of them together and post it on YouTube, so you can spend some time. Hey, gentlemen, we're going to do the second movie, and this this is a LWAF on them first. We actually have talent that was in this movie. Yeah. The first time we get anybody associated with our movies. To come and talk about it, uh, will you please welcome Adam Spiegelman? Adam, oh, thank you very much. Hey, mm-hmm. how are you guys? Yeah, yeah, you're lucky. I'm here. You're welcome. Of course, and Paul is here, the Countdown King. Uh, and of course, I should mention Adam is my brother and inspiration for this podcast. Uh, Adam has a terrific podcast called Passing Defense, which is not only a cult movie podcast where they talk about film, they interview a lot of people. And uh, we were just talking about one of my favorite interviews on your show, which Shadow Stevens, star and director of Trap, the star. Sorry, not the director, yeah. He outs the director for being a total alcoholic. Like, why is this movie a mess? He goes, oh, the alcoholic, the director's an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, it's a very interesting I definitely would recommend it. He, 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 he uh, no stone has been unturned for that. Is that your favorite interview on your show? What is your favorite interview? Uh, he was amazing. Uh, I also got to talk to Lloyd Kaufman, who was pretty open and great. And I talked to most of the cast of the uh, of the room. So there, very nice. Chris R was amazing. Um, Tommy Wiseau was insane. Um, yeah, all that was yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. And then Alan Sachs made a movie called Dubidio, which is like this weirdo L.A. punk scene movie. And that was fun to find him and talk to him. That took three years to find that guy. Wow. Yeah, he's a that's a great interview. Go to proudlyresents.com and click around the archive and uh, spend some time. Enjoy the show. So, Adam, it's a pleasure to have you here. Paul yes. Blumbaugh, it's a pleasure to have you back. Uh, we, Carl, what is our movie we're watching right now? Okay, so now go to your YouTube search engine and put in What If I'm Gay, 1987. What If I'm Gay, 1987. And the uh, channel we like is Say La Video. The French C apostrophe E S T. Say la video. Say la video. I'm ready to say it. And 
I love the gay panic in a pro-gay movie back in the 80s. Everything was pro uh, gay panic. What if I'm gay? And then okay. what was well, the French uh, part? How, what if I'm gay French? Um, the channel... Oh, yeah, I got it. Yes, 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 I mean, I mean. Another one says, am yeah. I gay? And there's two guys standing next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hold my finger, I'll let you know. There's a weird... <laughs> is there a test? I don't know. He wants you to click the link, what if I'm gay, the same a video, and then hit pause immediately and move the slider back to zero, zero, zero. And we'll have Paul do the counting. And when Paul says go, we will all click. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here's the countdown king himself, the master of descending new world, Mr. Paul Brumbaugh. All right, guys, here we go. You know the drill, and if you don't, learn it quick. What if I'm gay? 1987. Put that finger right over that hovering triangle, and let's do this thing in three, two, one, go. A lot of hovering triangles in this movie. Yes. Hello. What if I'm gay? Uh, oh, you yeah. guys can share screens with uh, with um, Zoom. Oh yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the 21st Century. For Ed Marinara. From Hill Street Blues. That's Street right, Blues. from Hill Street Blues. So this this movie was shot in uh, our high school when I was there. I was a junior, maybe or sophomore, and um, so we got to I got to watch them shoot it. That's our movie theater. The Bellevue, the Bellevue movie theater. Watch this, Carl. Watch this. It's magic. They're uptown. They're in Upper Montclair at the Bellevue movie theater. They're walking down the street like normal teens. Yes. And now look, they're out in the alleyway. They're going to churn in the alleyway. Jarrelly Browns. Yeah, very nice. And now look, they're Poof. downtown. Poof. What? What? How did that happen? They're four miles out. away. <laughs> How did they get all the way across town in one alleyway? This is a magic film? Yeah, apparently. Uh, and then, of course, the Jewish guy's wearing a sports coat. But, uh, who's he? Oh, so 90120. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's, and by the way, she's 45 in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she had so much work done. Yeah, yeah. She looks great. So I don't have any volume. No, uh, we don't put up the volume until key parts. Oh, I see. Okay, so what we just saw is that uh, the Jewish one in the sports jacket, a girl likes him, and he's not liking the girl back. Huh. Hmm. What if he's gay? And what if that guy is not the Nazi Thomas Howell and the not Eddie and the Cruisers? The other guy? <laughs> <laughs> Eddie and the oh. Cruisers. Is that a real oh, place? Here we go. Now they're at a pizzeria that I don't recognize. Yeah, I don't recognize it either. Uh, uh, it doesn't mean it's from Loki. Oh, look at this guy. I hope there's no selfish. <laughs> it's the worst. Uh, Can I get pizza to eat? Is there any unleavened pizza? Hmm, is that time of month? <laughs> 